Feeling better? Looking better. Making life better. It's Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Life Tips. Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, wiser. Welcome your hosts, Byron White and Amanda Smith. Welcome, everyone, back to the show. We're happy to have you and our folks listening in. You can stop dancing now, I guess. That is groovy music, though. Amanda, how are you? <laughs> What's going on, Byron? <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs> how are you, Amanda? I'm good. I'm, I'm dancing in my seat. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Well, we have a very interesting guest on today, and what, what is sure to be a, a comical and uh, enlightening show Teresa Rose, an inspirational speaker and radio host and award-winning author of an interesting book that I've been reading here for the last half hour or so and browsing through this really good stuff. Wow. Um, it's called Opening the Kimono, um, and we'll talk about the title, of course, uh, and uh, her general approach to the world <laughs> um, in uh, regards to energy management and productivity and creative development. Um, her book, to me, is a little bit like sort of Sex in the City meets uh, NPR, maybe. I don't know. Uh, that's probably not, <laughs> that's probably not. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, huh? Um, well, let's see. Is Teresa online online right now? That is Teresa Byron. That's not even me. That's, oh, that's me. not even you. Oh, good. <laughs> So, I don't know, Teresa, tell me about uh, the title of the book. Let's start from the top down. We might need a 20,000-foot descend here into the airport. This is a very interesting uh, book you've, you've uh, created here. Great work. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. First of all, I just want to say hello to Byron and Amanda. How are you both doing? We're great. Good, Fine, good. Thank you. Uh, that's the first time a guest has ever asked us anything as their debut question. So thanks for caring how we're doing. <laughs> Well, you know, it's really going to be fun to chat with you today. Uh, just there, there's so many lines that I've highlighted in the book that I want to laser focus. You know, I want to do little sound bites for you to really irritate you and then have you explain them. <laughs> so it's going to be great. <laughs> but tell us well, a little bit you. about the book because it, it, it's sure. really just engaging. I mean, it's, you know... Um, it's obviously, as the subtitle says, a woman's intimate journey through life's bitter challenges. But, uh, you know, guys out there listening, please pick this book up fast. This will give you keen insight into amazing women like like Teresa. But tell us a little bit about Teresa. Tell us what, what, what was the inspiration for the book and how it relates to you as an individual. Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, well, this all started about two and a half years ago when uh, going just through my life, I had a major uh, traumatic event happen where my mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. And uh, that sort of just shifted everything in my life. And uh, I went into that process with her to, to help her go through that uh, as consciously as possible, as joyfully as possible, uh, that the gig we all signed up to do, which is to live and then to die, uh, you know, I was in that, that situation, and uh, all these things started to happen that were very remarkable. You know, they were very, very painful, but they were also remarkable and transformational. And I remember sitting with my mother saying, 
someday I'm going to write about this. I'm going to write about this when we can go through the process of death and dying without fear and, uh, and have it be inspirational, have it be transformative. And she tapped her long painted fingernail on the coffee table and said, I have no doubt, I'll be hovering and watching. And that's exactly what she, uh, she has done for me. Uh, she since passed away uh, in December of, of 2006. But as I was writing this book and really expressing my, my journey as I was a, the, the daughter of a woman who had, had transitioned, uh, I thought, you know, this feels really good to share this kind of inner world. And I thought, you know, I'm going to start doing this in other parts of my life, too, parts that were dark and deep and hidden and nasty and full of shame and blame and all the stuff that basically makes us unhappy and small and, uh, and afraid. So I started to go into other areas of my life, areas about body image and love and sex and issues with my career, ups and downs that I had had throughout my life and uh, raising my daughter and all sorts of different things. So I basically went into all the little dark crevices of our inner selves and wrote it as honestly and humorously and inspirationally as I possibly could. Teresa, did you find that it was more therapeutic or painful to dive into some of these topics? I mean, some of these really hit close to home for you, and, and did you find that, that you ever had trouble writing about these, these subjects? Oh, girl, yeah. <laughs> I made a promise to myself when I first wrote it that I wasn't going to write anything that didn't scare the crap out of me. In fact, that's in my book that I, I really meant that, too. It wasn't because everybody can say just things that are on the surface. You know, it's the stuff that's hidden, the, the, the parts that we don't want to acknowledge, that is the stuff that needs to be said. So I definitely had a very... Um, cathartic experience as I was writing the book. Very painful. It was stuff that I had to look at that I never did look at, honestly, you know, because we often, that's hence the name of the book, Opening the Kimono. A kimono is a very uh, ornate, beautiful, uh, tightly wound garment. And I perceived that as what we all put on every single day to pretend that everything is hunky-dory and perfect and that there's no problems whatsoever and that we are absolutely in comfort and ease all of the time. And that's not really true. So what I wanted to convey is when we open that part of ourselves that we keep so hidden, so tightly bound inside of us, which is the truth, what, what life is really like, then it can be therapeutic as we express ourselves in that place of power, actually. The vulnerability is the power. Byron, have you had time to, uh, to read through much of the book? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you probably went right to the sex section, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but we, we, in, 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 yeah, we won't focus on that area, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious about your writing style. Yes. You have an extremely addictive style. You sort of you, you start out with the with an observation typically or a brazen statement, you know, uh, <laughs> right, or, you know right. something that's incredibly like pungent almost, right? Yeah. And then you yeah. then you say, Wait a second, you know, hear me out on this. I remember one of your lines somewhere is, Hang on, hear me out, you know. And then it just r- rings you in. You want to just keep reading. It's it's incredible writing. Where did you learn to write this way? And and do you feel do you feel this is a style that you've uh, you know used for a while, or that you created for the book? Or tell me about your writing because it's really it's addictive, frankly. 
Thank you so much. And actually, I just want to say that that's one of the things that I hear the most from readers is that they, they can read it actually in one sitting. It's one of those books that you get into and you just read. <laughs> you read and you don't put down. So uh, I appreciate that. What I... First of all, this wasn't something I tried to work on. I, I really didn't perceive myself as a writer before I wrote this book. Uh, and what I did was I just thought, how would I want to read this? I would want to read this as if it was a conversation with my best friend, because that's who we would really confide our secrets to. So I wrote as if I were speaking to my best friend, and there's a lot of humor in there, and there's some shock value, and there's things that are just every day like you would hear across the coffee table or the cocktail table that you'd hear from one of your closest confidants. Teresa, who's your ideal audience when it comes to this book? Is it women of all ages, or is it, is it more for a specific group of women who are looking to, to maybe open themselves up and explore different avenues of their lives? You know, that's a great question. And it, I started out with a certain target market, which I thought were people like me. There would be women that were, you know... 30s to 50s, working women, mothers, and I thought that was going to be my, my niche market. But, you know, it's it, a piece of writing when it really rings true for everyone doesn't have those boundaries. And what I hear is I hear from teenagers and I hear from grandmothers that say, wow, it was like reading my own story. So that has definitely opened up what I didn't think it was going to. Uh, and the other thing was about men. It's interesting, Byron, that you said this, because I thought, this is a chick book. No men are ever going to like this. <laughs> and, but, you know, men really, really like it, because it really is like peering into the diary of the women in your life. You know, I, I pretty much call it like I see it. And, and that is something that I think men find very, uh, if, if nothing else, entertaining, but also very uh, uh, instructive to them about what's really going on in, in the minds and hearts and souls of the women that they love. Well, you know, I, I feel bad that we only just got your book in the office about a day ago, so I, I left it for Byron first, but now it looks like I'm going to have to go wrestle it out of his hands so that I can get my Yeah. Hands. You'll need a few <laughs> I hours. You'll like I need it. to plow my way through <laughs> this. It really is addicting. What, what surprised you, uh, uh, what, what has sort of surprised yourself about what you wrote as you look back what on surprised this, like, me who wrote this? Wow, I guess I wrote this. What's the biggest surprise you have about this thing that you put together? Uh, I guess one of the things that was surprising was my my sheer chutzpah, you know, the amount of courage that I had. Because sometimes I look through the book and I, and I go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I wrote that. <laughs> you know, there's, there's that part that, in, in fact, I have a funny story where I was uh, sending books. You know, when you first become an author, you send out books to the people that you love and your friends, and you want them to, sh you know, spread the word. And I would send these to my family, and I'd I'd do the, uh, the introductory writing in the first page, and I'd say, feel free to skip page 43 to 78. <laughs> you don't need to read that. But, you know, there's a part of it that, to me, there, that, therein lies the power of it is when I was willing to go the places that made me cringe, that made me uncomfortable, that made me feel like, oh, boy, because that's, that's where very few people go. So that was the thing that I guess surprised me the most was my own strength, my own courage in that. And then also, I'm pleasantly surprised by just the reaction that people are having. It's, it's very, very powerful, and, and it touches me on a very deep level, because it's a, the book isn't just a cathartic experience for me. What is ending up happening is it's a healing experience for the people that are reading it. 
because they they can put themselves directly in that position. You know, everybody has had loss, whether it's the loss of a parent or a spouse or a job or a relationship or a dream or anything. You know, there's people have had these universal experiences, and as they read my book, they're starting to be able to tap into those hidden parts in themselves and start to heal themselves a little bit. Because the book isn't just about a la 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 la. You know, this is all the terrible stuff that's happened. That's not the kind of book it is. It's very inspirational to show that there's gifts in every single thing that happens to us. Hey Byron, as you're as you're perusing the book, do you find that any of these any of these lessons that you're encountering or anything that that a, a guy can really reflect on, you know, personal issues, anything like that? Well, let's take Old Faithful. Our oh, you know, <laughs> Old Reliable. <laughs> old Reliable. Right, right. Old Reliable. Oh boy, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I describe it, I'm not going to use the words of what it is, but it, I'd like to guess <laughs> I just to have imagine to what start, it is, because it, 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 it'll be more fun, I think, for Teresa to, to, to hear my thought on this. So here is a device that gives you happiness and, and for you and, and, and can perhaps even cure writer's block and uh, can open up uh, creative energy and get you in tune with something very quickly and easily, Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what the brand is or the label is. You know, it's not it's not the rabbit, for example, which would be a good hint, right? But the way you put the words around this and the in the insight, the way you look at these issues, that's what's so incredible to me. It's it's just amazing how you look at you. The first reaction, it, it it's funny. Here's something you'll 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 like a lot, Teresa. So. You know, I, I grew up working. Uh, I grew up. My, I started my career working with graphic designers and corporate ID designers and brand people, and started out at like an agency, Hill Holiday. And I learned early on that you know people professionally, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, graphic designers and particularly in, 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 in art directors understand how people you know understand concepts and ideas. So if you, if you look at somebody reading through a magazine, for example, and you're say uh, you study their behaviors and patterns, and you're 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 selling uh, ads. You know, you're running an ad in a magazine. What happens is someone someone looks at something in a matter of milliseconds. They make a decision if they want to stop on that page. If you're right. very lucky, in the next couple of seconds, they'll read a headline. And if mm-hmm. you're very very lucky, they'll read the detail of of the content, right? Of the you know whatever the pitch is, whatever the paragraph of copy. But you know you don't right. have a lot of time, so there usually isn't a lot that you display on a page. The same is true with your writing. You know, you take a, a radical concept, you know, um, of which you have many, you know, um, and then you 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 stun people with talking about that concept, and then they get intrigued right. and they read a couple of sentences after it, which really almost dictate whether they continue and have interest in reading the rest of your pitch. That's so right. So you grab nicely, you shock, nice shock therapy, then the, the first paragraphs of your chapters really bring you in, and then you just, it's just beautiful. It's just, I can't Thank tell you. you how great the writing is. Really incredible. Well, you know, that's the, the first line of every, these are a collection yeah. of stories. So there's 40-some stories in there, and, and the yeah. first line of every of every story is critical, and I always would make that. That was the juiciest, tastiest thing I could write. You know, I yeah. loved writing my first sentence because yeah. that is that's the hook. And I, I'm so glad, Byron. This isn't a TV show because I'm 
17 shades of scarlet <laughs> right now as you brought up that story. So. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> I, this is another one. It's you know your title is the unsexy side of sex, right? And and it's right. just the first line. You know, I'll be honest. I'm a great lay, right? I mean, what? <laughs> who would not want an explanation to that, right? Right. Like, who would not want to? You know. And then you go on to say, you know, but you know, and then you know, it's, it's just beautiful. It's just. You know, but what now when you read a sentence like that, though, it's like, you know, and I'm and I'm say I'm a woman or I'm a guy reading that. I want to be a great lay, too. You know what I mean? It's like and I mm-hmm. but more importantly, I want to have a perception of exactly what your perception is there. Right. Right. That's what we're getting from you is a keen insight. But we want to know what your thinking is behind it. Well, and the other thing that I wanted to do with that is to really paint a, a, a big swath. You know, we, that was just a sort of an, a distillation of one element of me, mm. and then it yep. drills down into the darker parts. But yep. then once it drills down into the darker parts of why I'm that or why I perceive myself as that, and then I come back into what's the gift and the blessing in all of that. That, to me, right. fundamentally, the lesson that I got from writing Opening the Kimono and from living opening the kimono is if we can have the courage to just name it and go into it and say yeah this is who i am and this is what i am and this is what i do and i'm just a collection of experiences and choices and that it's all good all the time then therein lies the beauty and the joy that comes from life uh-huh. Uh-huh. when we don't have to hide yeah hey byron do you want really to take a quick like commercial Deere, break huh? and then we can come back and share some more stories Sure, let's take a little break right now. We'll be back, everybody, and with a few more interesting insights into the the life and times of Teresa Rose <laughs> and her fabulous new book and her philosophies on how to make your life better. Back in a jiffy, everyone. Go behind the scenes of Life Tips with their Facebook fan page. Search for Life Tips Podcast on Facebook now. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Looking for a new way to build backlinks and traffic back to your website? Then look no further than the quickest and easiest way to blast your article to over 30,000 subscribers at the click of a mouse. Introducing ArticleSender.com, the world's premier article distribution service. With ArticleSender.com, you can submit your prize-winning piece to thousands of promising publishers and article directories craving for fresh content. ArticleSender.com also provides premium services so that your article is SEO, SEO ready. Plus, we provide express editorial review for rush delivery of your submissions within 24 to 48 hours. Article distribution at its easiest. One form, one click, thousands of results. Get your free account today at articlesender.com. That's article, S-E-N-D-E-R.com. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jan, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. 
Christ staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Rainmaker. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Life Tips is now on iTunes. Write us a review and tell us how much you love us. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, everyone, to Teresa Rose and Mandy and myself. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you. Teresa, what what topics do you wish you had covered in the book in retrospect after it went off to the publisher to begin its massive printing run to, for massive distributions? <laughs> what, what, what topic do you wish you had covered? Um... There isn't really a particular topic that I wish I had covered because I really did put a lot of effort into making sure this first book was exactly what I wanted it to be. Uh, what I did do, what I didn't put in it was more detail, more stories, more uh, ways that people can move into a place from stress to bliss, from judgment to acceptance, a little bit more of the... Uh, the, the teaching element of it, I didn't put in. That, and that was by design. Uh, you know, I, I wanted to kind of get, get the energy moving, get the mo moving with, with the book itself. And now I have a bunch of ideas about what I'm going to do for future books that drill down in each individual element, my body, love and sex, career, children. You know, those areas in life is where I'm going to start drilling down in, in future projects. But nothing else that really felt, I didn't, I don't look at the book now and go, ooh, I really wish I could have put that in, because it was perfect for where it was right then in my life. So do you, do you have a, a layout idea for, for your next book project? I have a couple of them, and I'm just chomping at the bit. I wish there were 48 hours in every day. It would be so great. Uh, actually, what I'm going to do next is uh, adapt my book to a one-woman show because I'm also a performer. I, I've also done acting, and I really feel that this is conducive to a one-woman show. So that's my next big project that I want to work on. And then the following project is another book that is stemming from opening the kimono. So those are the two big, big things I'd like to be working on. And you also have your own radio show, is that right? Uh, Well, I do podcasting from my website, uh, the Serious Mojo Radio Show, and that's, uh, again, to just dispense this common everyday insight and wisdom and and try to help people to see the the beauty that is them right now without having to alter or change it in any way. So that's what I do through the radio. I am really just... <laughs> yeah, too busy book. reading right now, Teresa. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I wanted to share something Focus with you both. <laughs> Just real no, quickly, uh, you know, this time that we're in, this economic downturn that we're yeah. in, there's so much negativity, there's so much sadness, there's so much panic and fear. And one of the things that I'm really jazzed about right now that I'm that I'm writing about, that I'm writing articles on, is the the upside of the downturn. You know, there are some upsides in this, and there are some things that we can look at the gift in the gunk and say, you know, it's bringing us closer together. It's bringing us to a place of being grateful for what we have. It's connecting to uh, the community. You know, there's a, a real camaraderie that's 
developing as a result of this experience that we're all going in. And it seems like we're treating the earth a little bit better, too. You know, we're reusing and we're recycling. There's some things that are good in this. And that's what I'd like to share with your listeners is, you know, we can all get caught in this kind of collective emotional quicksand. And I think the best thing that we can do to try to stop this movement of, uh, of fear and panic is to just stop and say, what are the good things? What are the good things that we can look at and, and embrace those instead of just focusing exclusively on some of this negative stuff? Yeah, rah, rah for that. You know, I was driving to work the other day, and I was bombarded, of course, even on NPR with all the problems being, you know, listed one after the other of what's happening globally and nationally. But, you know, there was an observation that I kind of made to myself, and, and I'd like to share with you in particular because it, I think it kind of hits home a little bit with what you're what you've written about but you know with 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 problem with problems that need to be solved you know there's opportunity for both business and people to work together to solve the problems right so mm-hmm. the more problems that the world has the more solutions that are needed right and you know and from those solutions business can prosper people can come together you know, the focus is on solving the problems, not just, you know, moping about the problems, right? Exactly. You know, yes. so that's where we need to Be put a part our energy. Of the solution. And we're, we're, yep. we're seeing that now, I think. Wouldn't you agree, you know, with particularly environmental problems, our whole mindset is on buying America, I think, more than anybody. You know, U.S.-based products, even U.S.-based cars, if they're already left at the end of the day. Uh, you know, I think there's a lot of energy we can focus on to solve our own problems. I think so too, and I and I go back to uh, Apollo uh, Apollo thirteen, oh. and you know this this can't failure is not an option. This can be our finest hour. This can be our finest hour if people can look at this and and realize the the, the tremendous gifts that we have in our lives right now, and just use that power and energy and juju that they have inside of them and put it to the best use instead of focusing on the fear and the negativity and the panic. This is our finest hour, and I really hope that people can rally to 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 do that for all of us collectively. Well, Teresa, if people are interested in ordering your book or in learning more about you, do you have a website where people can go and order? Yep. My website is TeresaRose.net, and the way that you spell my name is like There's a Rose to, mm-hmm. with a T-H, T-H-E-R-E-S-A, the, TeresaRose.net, and uh, there's lots of stuff on there, blogs and videos and my book and my audio book. So, hey, Byron, if you want to listen to me all the time, <laughs> you can buy my audio book and put it in your car. Well, I really have enjoyed chatting with you today on the show. I just think you're, you're really blessed with a particular writing style. I'd love to see you in your one-woman show. I Hopefully that will be uh, on our agenda and, and make it to Boston, perhaps, if that's possible. Uh, but you're really on to you just you, wonderful, keen insight into topics that people need to need to see expressed in the writing style that you've you've put forth here. So, congratulations on the book. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity, both of you. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for joining us. And uh, Byron, if you're if you're done with the book anytime soon, I'd like to borrow. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to blast through this book with a smile on my face. I'm pretty sure every chapter, every page I've turned is yet another insightful smile coming at me. So uh, some downers, too, but that's what it's all about, right? You, mm-hmm. you've, that's you know, life. From your husband that looks like Richard Gere to, you know, comments <laughs> on bawling your eyes out to laughing like a wild hyena to 
old reliable to I mean it's just I don't know what's not covered in this book to be truthful Teresa <laughs> all of the challenges well, thank you very much. the highs and lows no pun intended <laughs> uh, are all right here yes yes thanks it's what life is all about well. we have all of it <laughs> so thanks for tuning in everyone and thanks for being a guest Teresa thank you Byron and Amanda have a good one you too and so, Byron, next look week, at all these everyone. great new guests we've had on recently. Isn't that is phenomenal? A bit smarter. We've we've had so many great guests on recently, and you know, I'm not going to lie, we've got a bunch of really good ones lined up for the next few weeks too. Well, stay tuned. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. We are going to make the world in your life a smarter, better, faster, and you know, I'm just going to say wiser this week because I think we're learning a lot here. Right on. I'm, I'm all for it. See you next week, everyone.